1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here today. We have another great interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Dr. Mary Barbera, has been in the autism world for two decades, first as a confused parent, then as a behavior analysis uh, analysis and best-selling author. She's also a registered nurse. For the past 20 years, she's worked directly with hundreds of children with autism, thousands of parents and professionals around the world. She's the founder and CEO of Barbera Behavior Consulting, and she is also the host of Turn Autism Around podcast. So great to have you on today. Thanks for jumping on, Mary, and um, looking forward to our conversation. How's it going? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brittany. It's nice to be here. Absolutely. Um, You know, we're going to go over some wins, what's working, and we'll talk about the challenges. So there'll be some great conversation within that alone. But before we really, you know, go over some of the takeaways and valuable insight, uh, I think it's important if we kind of jump into your story and your background, would you mind just sharing that with the listeners today? Um, Before we jump into any questions, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Because you're kicking butt and I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing.
2: Thank you. Yeah. So I often say I fell, quote unquote, into the autism world in the late 1990s um, when my firstborn son, Lucas, started showing signs of autism Um, after his first birthday. But I didn't notice it. I was pregnant with my second son, had them back to back 18 months apart. I, at the time, was a master's prepared registered nurse married to a physician. And um, you know, I was busy. I, I had two little kids, uh, a baby and an 18 month old, and I was a first time parent. So I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that anything was getting off track and Lucas had some regression. So he had some skills and then he lost it. So you're not like, right. is it a phase? Is he, you know, is this just because it's winter and now he's a little sick and, so it's all confusing. So my husband first mentioned the possibility of autism when Lucas was just 21 months of age. I told him I never, you know, he didn't have it. Never, ever wanted to hear the word autism again, um, shut him down. And, and i really, I didn't know what autism looked like in an 18 month or two year old. Right. Um, and back at the time, autism was diagnosed in about one in 500 and now it's diagnosed in one in 44. So, in my defense, there were, there was no Facebook. I, I really feel very old talking about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was limited the information that was out there. And um, so, my husband didn't say the word autism for months or even, you know, so he, we started him in typical preschool, he went there he was doing okay you know we started him in speech therapy he was talking a little but didn't really know how to get him talking more um and so we were hopeful that it would just turn around but by mid year right. of the 2 year old toddler class you know the preschool director and the teacher said he's really um probably not going to be able to go to the, th- the 3 year old class because the ratio gets worse and and things like that so anyway um, the day before his third birthday, he was finally diagnosed with autism and um, it was moderate to severe at that point, which it was even shocking to my husband because he looked actually pretty good. Like he was going to preschool by himself. He wasn't hitting his head. He wasn't, you know, aggressive. He wasn't doing anything weird. Um, and so when he was diagnosed with moderate severe autism, it was a big wake up call. And we had, you know, we were like, okay, what do you do? And you know, there's no real medicine for it. It's more like educational programming and it's expensive. So like, then there's that whole fight. So anyway, I fell into this whole world. I was like, what is happening? You know, like, okay. So I have to make calls. Like if you get a diagnosis of something else, like, you know, cancer, leukemia or something like that, like, you're not like, Oh, here's a couple numbers. Good luck. (laughs) You're, you're like taken care of and you, you know, make appointments, but when right. parents get the diagnosis of autism, they're just kind of like, okay, well, there's a lot of treatment. There's, you know, you can call your school district and see, you know, it's just like, it's so good. And it, the 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 fact of the matter is it's not much different now, you know, this is the late 1990s. And I was set on a wild goose chase. And today now, Even though insurance companies pay for behavioral therapy and speech therapy and things like that, it's still wait lists for evaluations, wait lists for treatment, co-pays, lots of confusion, lots of turnover. And so anyway, I went from all that mess and then I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Right. So I became a board certified behavior analyst. I wrote two books. The first book I wrote was in 2007. It, I thought I'll just write a book. Um, not thinking it would be anything big. It's sold, you know, probably a hundred thousand copies. It's in like 17 languages. I've traveled around the world. Amazing. Um, so that, so I fell into the autism world, fell into the world of being a professional behavior analyst, fell into the world of book writing. And then in two thousand. 15, um, I fell into the world of online courses, course creation, and um, just in 2021, wrote my newest book, Turn Autism Around, an Action Guide for Parents of Young Children with Early Signs of Autism, which is already in Spanish, and it's coming out in multiple languages. So Really, it's, and then my podcast started in the middle of that, I think early 2019. So it'll be four years old in January of 2023. I decided to start the podcast in 2018 at the end, and I started it in 2019 in the beginning, and we are approaching 1 million audio downloads that
1: is absolutely incredible. My gosh. Good for you. Honestly, everything that you're doing and like, you know, obviously you're reaching out to so many, I mean, speaking and relating to so many people uh, dealing with this clearly, if you have that many downloads. So I love it. I'm really happy for you. That's amazing. And you're making a huge difference. So very important. Yeah.
2: So that's my journey in a nutshell. I know that was kind of long, but um, no, nope, you really,
1: are good. It
2: really is like just one thing leads into the other. And um, I'm basically now a full-time online marketer. Um, every day I sell my courses on Evergreen. I run Facebook and Google Ads. I just started TikTok and TikTok ads and Amazon book ads, and I produce my podcast every single Tuesday, the Turn Autism Around podcast, where I've gotten to interview people, I do solo shows. I'm working with a software company and our software is going to launch soon. So it's like, we're moving and grooving. (laughs) And the podcast
1: actually is a big part of my growth. Love it. And how, how did the podcast, I I mean, how did like the intentional actions with starting the podcast grow your business? Um, Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So I didn't even know what a podcast
2: was until, you know, a couple of years into podcasting. And I was confused. I wasn't like, oh, I listen to podcasts all the time. But I started listening to a few. Um, and I was actually asked to be on an autism behavior um, analysis uh, podcast. And I was one of their first guests. And so I liked that. And then, um, I've been in Jeff Walker's world. He wrote the book called launch and he has a mastermind and launch club and everything. So I've been involved with that. Right. And, um, so slowly, but surely over from 2015 to 17 and 18, I started to think, do I want to do a podcast? Cause at the time starting in like 2017 and 18, I started weekly video blogs and that really grew my business. And I was like, well, it's a big commitment to do a podcast. I'm the kind of person, like, if I'm going to do it. I'm not going to have one of these podcasts where it's like, oh, I don't feel like it. And then, oh, well, it's, you know, there's a lot of, there were very few podcasts in the autism world at the time. Absolutely. And, um, So I took an online course, how to do a podcast. And um, I bought the course, I think in 2017. And then in 2018, I'm like, all right, I want to do the podcast. And so I binge watched that course from start to finish, picked the name, which is Turn Autism Around, which is the name of my course and the name of my book, um, and really just decided to go for it. And it was a really good decision because, like I said, I already had like a full business going um, with online courses and the video blogs. And one of the unique things about my podcast, which was not recommended in this course, was everything is on video and audio. So in addition to the million downloads, we also have probably over a million video views on YouTube and on my website and we chunk everything down into one minute clips. Now we do a video blog, like a five to eight minute video blog from the podcast every week. Wow. We are repurposing everything. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been a really good um,
1: decision. Yeah, absolutely. And would you say that, you know, how do you go about finding the people to go on the interviews? Uh, Is it through referrals? Is it, you know, you, you, I know we mentioned we touched on that earlier. Find a guest, be a guest, kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Do you post them there? Initially,
2: I thought it would be like half solo shows, half interviews, something like that. Right. Um, And then I found that the interviews actually were less (laughs) time-consuming because solo shows. uh, I mean, I'm not the kind of person. I mean, I have a PhD. I'm a behavior analyst, I'm a registered nurse. Like I'm not just going to come on and just start shooting my mouth off about something like, right. It it needs to be like, well done as far as I'm concerned and, you know, outlined out, not that it has to be like stiff, but I don't, you know, I want to produce stuff that's going to be evergreen and it's going to really move the needle for people. Mm -hmm. So one of the recommendations I got early on was to do podcast swaps. So okay. I would, you know, the the guy who did the the interview with me um for his podcast, I reached out to him. Do you want to be on my podcast? There was a couple, like if you scroll down, so you go to Turn Autism Around as the main podcast you want to listen to, and you scroll down, and you look at the reviews and you scroll down other podcasts that are related. And I started looking at those podcasts and started reaching out to those people and saying, Hey, would you like to do a podcast swap where you come on my podcast? I come on yours. Right. And we've done several of those. Um, And, uh, and now that we're into our, you know, three and a half years now we've expanded to, I do success story podcasts with members who have success. I interview them. I do hot seats with people that are struggling also from my membership. I just started this year, the classic rebroadcast where we're pulling back really great podcasts from the past and re like doing a new show notes page. So it still stays as podcast 28, but now it's also 180. Because in the meantime, you know, we learned a lot more about SEO. We learned a lot more about different things that we right. can and and a lot of our members haven't, a lot of our listeners haven't listened to we're we're, I just recorded episode 203. So wow. so you know, like there's very few people that have listened to all 200 episodes so right it
1: keeps them I mean they have a lot to there's a lot of information and it keeps them busy right so incredible and what would you say like okay so when you bring people on for interviews often does it turn into you know, growing your business afterwards? Like, are you able to, you know, get them into your online courses or is that like something that you desire? I mean, I know you want them on for interview to share valuable insight and whatnot. Um, but, uh, one of the questions I ask everyone in interviews is, you know, the podcast, a way to grow your business as well. Like do people often join your courses or programs or what you have to offer after so, being interviewed? So
2: the interviewee is not really my target.
1: Yeah.
2: Um interviewee is actually an expert, probably, mm-hmm. or um mm-hmm. uh, like I just joined TikTok in late May, right? So okay. we're really blossoming there. And so far I found four people I didn't know on TikTok with big followings in the autism world that have been interviewed. Wow. So and actually one of them um is in my course is she, and she was doing some of the procedures and she needed to come back for ongoing membership. So she was kind of, uh, you know, but I can tell you that it definitely grows my business because at the end of each episode, I have, if you like these techniques, your best path would be to join our online course and community, find out all the information. So I always do a plug for it at the end. And then a lot of, especially like the success stories and that sort of thing. Um, a lot of people find me either through my YouTube videos or through the
1: podcast. And And that brings in people to, okay, gotcha. You know, I want to learn more about this amazing uh well i'm so happy that that podcast and you know the youtube channel and the tiktok and everything combined is just you know growing your business like crazy which is incredible because you are making such a difference in people's lives and to the to the people who are struggling with autism as well the kids and stuff so and the parents amazing so what is your biggest focus and desire with your um your podcast in the in the next year <clears throat>
2: Yeah, so I have a like I only have one full-time employee plus myself. And then I have, you know, a handful of contractors that work a bunch. And then I have some agencies. Like I have an agency that takes my recording and does the show notes and the transcripts and the editing for my podcast. Um, so because of all that, because we chunk things down and we, you know, I have to stay a month ahead. Right. So I was feeling like six months ago i was feeling like like almost like a hamster wheel like that's a lot of content to produce you know and to stay ahead of and everything um so i would like to now we're ahead um by like six weeks and so i would like to like have you know be not not that i haven't been selective with guests but just kind of like have guests you know, really good guests coming to me where it's not so much effort to
1: get guests and, um,
2: stay we'd like to
1: attract traffic to you that are, that's quality people that, you know, that can relate and align with your visions and stuff for the podcast. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, and you're to, definitely not alone in that. I know a lot yeah. of people who, you know, kind of want, that to change for them as well so
2: yeah just to to have um and and really my approach to autism treatment is very different and so they really would have to be in my world read my book you know in line like because if they're not if they're doing their own thing and it's very different from my perspective then it's not going to be a kind of clash It's not especially for my audience. Um, I know you guys have a very selective process and a really we do. Organized process. like like seeing your process, just applying to be on your podcast and getting approved and seeing your system. I mean I, I, it's amazing and and I I learned from just applying to be on podcasts. So you know and it it's very unusual that I'm on a marketing podcast even though I am on online marketer you know, but usually if I'm on a podcast, it would be more autism or child development related, but I do want to get the word out because with the rate of autism being one in 44 and the rate of developmental delays and disorders being one in six kids, you know, everybody out there has a neighbor, a friend, a child, a grandchild, um, somebody that can benefit from the information. Um, And uh, yeah, so I, I think just, continuing to refine the process to make it easier, to make it more valuable. We really don't have a whole lot of information on our listeners either. You know, like I'm thinking based on one survey I did that we're getting 70% parents and 30% professionals, but I don't really know that. And I don't really know who's coming and buying from the podcasts and, okay. you know, getting into our world. So that's one of the disadvantages of like throwing out, you know, YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Right. And you don't know who's. Yeah. It, and I hear we do you. have pretty good tracking, but you know, it's, it's, it's always that, you know, push and pull. Like, I just want to attract people. I mean, we have people that have paid me for my courses from over 90 countries. So it's a very international audience.
1: I love how international it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and, the fact that your books, you know, developed in different languages and uh, are printed in different languages and, you know, accessible to all these people from other countries. And like you said, internationally, that's huge. Right. Um, Now
2: my newest work and really my push, my podcast and my newest book, Turn Autism Around, is getting to parents before they have a diagnosis. Like, If there's any kind of delays or suspicions that there's autism, they're more likely sitting around waiting and worrying. And there's so much you can do. There's the same techniques. If you think it's sensory processing, or maybe it's early signs of ADHD, or maybe it's early signs of giftedness, because there's a lot of overlap between having some social differences and being hyper-focused on letters and numbers. So I want to basically you know, in 2017, I kind of went back down the mountain to get the parents, the confused parents, like I was with Lucas in denial and on wait list because that's the best time to turn things around. And we, you know, people don't, some people don't like the title, turn autism around. They're like, why do you want to turn autism around? Autism is a gift. We turn around talking, tantrums, eating, sleeping, potty training, any kind of delays, we want to turn around. We want each child
1: to reach their fullest potential. So right, you're a, not turning off autism. You're just yeah. turning the way around, the way things are done differently, right? And maybe it's not
2: autism. And you don't know with an 18 month or two year old what it's going to be necessarily. And so we start intervening, Parent, parents doing it, child friendly, very positive. And that's the message is, You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till it's severe autism. You don't have to wait. It's never too early, never too late to start putting
1: positive procedures in place. Absolutely. I love all of it. And yeah, touching back on when you said, you know, um, attracting, you know, quality people to bring on for the um, interviews and stuff. Yes, our process is like pretty simple, but yeah, we definitely have like a minimal viable customer characteristics that we follow, you know, There's three different things we follow before we get a guest um to jump on. So when they apply, we check off the list. It, you know, do they have a podcast? Do they have um, a high ticket offer? Do they have, you know, um, like just a couple different things and make sure that they are, you know, a fit to jump on to the interview so that because we don't have all the time in the world either, just like yourself to interview every single person, you know, that's not going to relate with their audience. So our audience listening are the ones that have podcasts have a business you know use the podcast uh towards the business and stuff like that so we want to make it relatable and uh for the people listening and so it's it's we definitely can't bring every single person on right we got to make sure we go through the criteria make sure they meet the criteria and if they do then we'll we'll have them on but it's um it's really narrowed down our dream uh our our dream guest right so it's helped out a lot and it brings more value and it's just a more quality um, interview then because it's aligned with what we're, we're doing. Right. So in a little different way, but yeah, I totally can understand where you're coming from in regards to that for sure. Yeah. So we all know that with building a six figure or multiple six figure or seven figure business, you know, there's a lot of wins. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you've, you've faced along the, along your way?
2: Um, I think always kind of how much to push, how much to invest, you know, versus, um, you know, how big to grow, you know, some of the challenges are like, do I hire somebody, you know, the first full-time employee I hired, you know, do you really want to quote unquote, get into it, you know, Um, right. Actually, COVID was a challenge for so many people, but for me and for online marketers that have things on evergreen, it was I doubled my business that year because parents were left with their kids at home, daycares were closed, schools were closed. Right. Um evaluations were canceled that they just waited in line for 9 months to 2 years for Um, they were really left reeling with what to do. And um, so many, many people found my online course at that point, joined and made, you know, almost miraculous transformations at home during COVID. It's incredible. And so I was writing my second book at the time. And so I was able to take some of those uh, case studies and success stories and incorporate them into the book. Um, So that, that's always been a, a great thing. So just now, you know, ongoing challenges, I'm trying to launch the software product assessment, and that's been, you know, delayed over budget, working with people that are with software companies, you know, just all these things that I'm like, I don't need to know, like this has 11 calls to the API through keep like, <laughs> that should not even be in my brain or coming out my mouth. Right.
1: But Oh God.
2: <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. you know, my Facebook ads got shut down for some reason. You know, it's just like, okay, I had yeah. to get that back up. And it's like all these twists and turns, it's just like, okay. So yeah, it's it's just kind of constant. Um, but I don't get real stressed out. Um, I I just I'm not a real high strung type a personality, which has saved me in multiple ways. And, uh, you know, my Lucas is now 26 years of age. He still needs, you know, pretty much 27, 24, seven supervision and care. So that managing all of that, um, on top of everything else on top of my business. So, you know, one of my online mentors said, you know, be careful that you don't create a business that you hate. Like you want to keep creating the business that you love and you want to passionate um, for. Them. Yeah. And, and, um, so I think it's just the constant decisions and the constant little bumps in the
1: road that come our way. Right. Right. With your podcast, how do you go about monetizing it? Or, uh, yeah, let's touch on yeah. that a little bit more.
2: Yeah. So I never have done ads. Um, and it's not completely out of the question, but I would have to be really aligned with something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like I said, I do an outro every single podcast, usually related to right. a workshop and see if the online workshop. Is a great fit for you. Um and really just doing success stories and hot seats and you know everything is evergreen so there are you know it continues like maybe 2 years ago there was only you know 3000 downloads per month uh, i say right. only people listening might be like i would die for that you know it's all relative but now it's you know 50000 downloads per month so it it just keeps you know um going and That's keeps, incredible. Uh, yeah. Things. But like I said, I already had a huge, you know, a huge mailing list. I already had, a, and really a lot of what started me was in 2007, my book that had me traveling internationally, had me as an expert, just some of those little like, Hey, you should put a free newsletter or opt in on your website, you know? So like, by 2015, when I started my online course, I already had a mailing list of 2,000 people. But now it's well over 100,000 people, and that's and incredible. It's also, it's also like this is autism. There's millions and millions of people that need my information. Yeah, and I'm both a parent and a professional with a PhD. So I, I tend to be you know trustworthy um, with the information, and but you know it doesn't stop me from like are. You, let's start TikTok. And it's like, how does that look? And how can I not be the one who's posting the hashtags and everything? So a lot of what I'm developing is like, how can I get me out of the equation
1: as quickly as possible and still be the face of the brand? Yeah, absolutely. I can hear, I hear you and relate to you there. Like, you know, that was the same way my, my boss was Jamie, you know, he's like, I can't do everything anymore, you know, but I'm still the face of the, you know, the podcast and and the, the Atkinson's media um, and people can still connect with him still, but, um, you know, there's other people that can do certain stuff before meeting with Jamie, you know what I mean? So I definitely get where you're coming from on there. And I like, you're not alone. I think so many, so many entrepreneurs are in the same position and um, that can be a struggle, right? Absolutely. Cause you want to do it all on your own, you know, this is your business and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes it's tough to just do everything on your own and um, can become a little bit overwhelming. Like you said, your mentor had mentioned, don't, Uh, I forget the exact words but don't Don't create a business business that you start to hate hate. yeah 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 amazing so based on where you are today if you were to triple or, or or sorry double or triple I'm not sure you can choose which one you want to use but your profit and revenue in one year what are the new challenges that you might experience what are some changes that might have to be made
2: Well, another mentor, actually the same mentor said, you know, what got you here is not going to get you there. It's not going to get triple or 10 times your revenue, which is kind of my goal, maybe not for a year, but
1: But over um, time. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's just the challenge of it's, you know, the software that I'm creating, you know? that's reliant on another company. It's reliant on funding. It's reliant on, you know, if I intend to get the assessment val- as a validated tool in the industry, if i intend attend to do research, like it's, it's going to involve uh, a lot more people, a lot more hiring, So growing lot, the team,
1: kind of yeah,
2: growing the team, growing products, growing, um, and it's, it's easier and more comfortable for me to have my team be lean and have everybody, you know, kind of talking like me, you know, uh, being positive, knowing the, the brand, knowing the courses. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of like, how do you multiply without going nuts? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, So, um, But I do think that, you know, picking something big, like the podcast really did, you know, probably help me double the revenue and the, you know, but it's not, it's not going to be instant. You're going to have to make a decision, kind of learn, take a course to, you know, learn how to do a podcast. You don't want to just wing it and then be like, oh, I had no idea. Um, And really just keep like right now, Consistent. Our, initiative, our our initiative, our big initiative is the software that's going to come out. So once that comes out, okay, what's going to be the next big thing? I'm not hundred percent sure, you know, but when you, when you want to double or triple, you're going to have to pick
1: something yeah. to help you double and triple. It's not just going to be like, keep doing this, doing the thing. same thing. No, never. No. I, and I heard that from my mentor as well, you know, to get to the level you got to the level you are today but to get to the next level there's always going to be more challenge, different challenges maybe some of the same as well but you know you don't just keep going up in levels without constantly challenging yourself right for sure and and the other challenge that I have that a lot of your listeners probably won't
2: have is I'm in my late 50s and Mm -hmm. um and I am the main like I am the brand you are the expert it is my expertise and, but my expertise needs to, needs to spread. Um, and, and so it's an additional challenge to, you know, we really need to look at like train the trainer model and, and how to really, um, get people, they don't have to be like as expert as I am because I have so many different hats I wear over the past two decades, but how do you get expertise built up quickly as quickly as possible with, um, not highly trained or highly paid individuals because absolutely, um, there's a really good book called the E-myth. And it's basically like how to get your lowest paid worker to be able to expand things. Because if you just rely on, I have to find, you know, 50 behavior analysts and pay them each, you know, a hundred, $200 an hour, it's, it's going to be cost
1: prohibitive to explode. Absolutely. So. Completely can relate with you there. And I know a lot of people listening are in the same boat for sure. So, well, thank you again so much, Dr. Mary, for jumping on today, uh, Like you shared such valuable insights and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Now, before we jump off, I know we're getting close to the end of the episode here. I just want to make sure, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you or, you know, take a look at your programs?
2: Yeah, so I don't do any one to one consulting at this moment. But if you have, you know, an influencer, somebody with a large following, we might be able to do something in coordination. But generally, if you've got uh, somebody that you know that needs autism information or toddlers with signs of autism, you definitely want to send them everybody to my website, marybarbera.com. And if you're running or whatever, and you're like, I'm never going to remember that last name or how to spell it or whatever, you can always search Mary Autism plus whatever topic uh, you're struggling with or somebody you know is struggling with, talking, eating, sleeping, denial, like I was getting a diagnosis, whatever signs of autism in a two-year-old, you could type Mary Autism plus whatever you're struggling with and the chances are very, very high that I will have a video blog or a podcast or both on that very topic. So send everybody you know to MaryBarbera.com. And if you want to connect with me, go to MaryBarbera.com and contact me through there. And like I said, if it's something, uh, a bigger thing that we might be able to do something on a big level, great. Right. If you want to know how I started my podcast, not, not the thing I'm going to help you with. um, Because I am really highly focused on um, the autism world and really getting uh, people the help they need.
1: Incredible. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary Barbera and group. You heard, you know, where to find her and you know where to find, you know, video clips and stuff like that. So if you're looking to connect, please go ahead and reach out. And group if you also liked um please go ahead and subscribe if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast just like mary did today please go to podcastrebels.com. we'd love to interview you as well and thanks again mary i appreciate your time it was an absolute pleasure and i want to get you back on in the future uh just to see how things are going you know in a, a year or so excellent and thank you so much for sharing that valuable insight for the people listening today thank you